Welcome to Rising Tide Startups, where we chat with startup founders just like you from all over the globe. Each episode, we bring you practical and actionable tips to help you escape the cubicle and begin your own startup journey. Make sure you take notes. Take it away, Kevin. Here's a quick word from our sponsor, Podbrand Media. As a business owner, new sales leads are essential. At Podbrand Media, we create a branded podcast for you to generate those leads by interviewing your best potential clients as subject matter experts. Not only creating great rapport, but also great content to share in your industry. Affordable and effective. Contact us today at podbrandmedia.com to learn more. This is Kevin Pruitt with another episode of Rising Tide Startups. And before we get started today, I want to hear a quick word from our great sponsors at Podbrand Media. We're back. And Mila, thank you for joining us on Rising Tide. Will you please tell our audience who Mila Grigg is? Oh, that's a loaded question, isn't it? Well, I would say, who am I? Woman of faith, uh, wife and mom, most importantly, and owner of an image and brand consulting company. So working with companies and people, uh, as cheesy as this sounds, but to help them be their best by finding out what their brand is and then helping them to market it and share it for the world to see. What a what a comprehensive, but concise description of what you do. I mean, that I think that's, we've done 270 some episodes, and I think that's the most comprehensive and concise intro anyone's ever done. And in uh, all that's in over five years. So I, I have the living version of chat GPT right here, right? <laughs> exactly. Here it is. Exactly. That, that's it. You're, you're the AI version. That's that. That's you know, Mila's cooking dinner for her family right now while the AI version is interviewing, being interviewed. But exactly. I am, when you hear the word brand, mm -hmm. I mean, so many people think of, you know, logo, they think of copy, they think of, you know, you can just fill in the blank. But I am a firm believer that I think most people wouldn't even be able to describe what their brand is. Would you affirm that? Absolutely. Confirmed. No, it's a word that confuses many. Yes. So tell us when, what you mean when you use that word. Sure. And when referring to an individual, it's how people describe you. It's how they describe you when you are at work, at home, at church on the side of a soccer field, cheering your kids on. That's just consistent uh, description, three to five keywords. Same with a company, three to five keywords that just describe um, what a who a company is and maybe a little bit of what they do, but more of who they are. So it's just, how would you describe Southwest? Give me three words and then that would be their brand. So you don't own it. Everyone else does. Run to your seat. That's how I describe South Carolina because we're not going to give you a seat number. That's right. So I there it is. I mean, that that to me sounds like an almost an outside in perspective, like what people are mm -hmm. seeing, you know, when they look at you. So when you're are you helping people kind of change that perspective or change that perception? Is are you trying to get ahead of the narrative, I guess, so to speak, of of branding? Yeah, with people, I'm trying to help them get it right. Uh, lot, uh, many people think branding is something that uh, is fake. And I'm trying to get down to the real, who are you? Why do you do what you do? Mm. And share. I, I do believe that we were all created for a purpose and that each of us has a gift that goes much further than just what we do. And most people that I've worked with uh, truly miss that they're gifting because they don't know how to share it in a way where others actually latch onto it and then understand the value that it brings. And so with a brand, 
uh, I'm trying to find out who you are, why you do what you do, and then help you to develop the right stories that are yours authentically. I'm not making anything up. And then I'm helping you to share them with the at the right time in the right way for whoever might be listening so that people aren't uh, being passed over for promotions or opportunities anymore. Most people just don't know how to share who they are in a way that isn't silly. And so they simply don't miss opportunity left and right. So, I mean, it's a much broader perspective than just you talking to like trying to get a company to be perceived in a different way, or even my own personal like solopreneur brand. I mean, you're talking about right. individuals at, at their place of work or just as a whole. But so, so many times it, it seems like that entrepreneurs create something that actually was born out of an, their own itch that they scratched. So walk us back and, and take us through the journey of how you landed where you are today. Yeah, it, you, I wish I could. I wish I could say that it was this amazing plan, and that it just, you know, twenty years ago I saw where I was going. It didn't, and I'm grateful uh, for many reasons. I think, you know, I, I'm a I'm I'm a faith driven person, so I think my faith got me here. But it started off in the closet. I was working in the NASCAR world at the time and learned what branding was before it was the word of the century. Uh, they're, they were doing it well and still are, and was able to learn why certain people were loyal to certain drivers, understood the idea of brand, and then simply decided one day watching someone do a photo shoot that I could do it better. Um, so out of some prayer, I just said, this is it, I'll start a company, and started to work in the closets of executives at all levels, and truly have been in thousands of closets, and while with these executives, learned uh, why they were doing what they were doing. And then I think everybody has a natural gifting. I, you know, my only gift is I'm able to see what people are doing incorrectly pretty quickly. And I would find myself wincing at people during meetings or, you know, hearing them speak and I'm watching other people watch them and then missing opportunity and going, oh, don't do that anymore. So from the closet, I went to brand coaching and then I went to speaking on personal brand and then went to corporate branding, then marketing, consulting, and still do all of the above, not as many closets, only because uh, time-wise and, you know, there are other young ladies in my organization now who do it, who like to say they're much cooler than I am, <laughs> although I will say I was much cooler back in the day, uh, but, you know, I learned, your checks. <laughs> that's right, that's right, sign your checks, and I'm still cool, so there you go, but, uh, no, I learned about branding, and then I, I'm just where I am, I've read hundreds of books, and, uh, you know, truly just tried to hone in on the one thing that I think I do well, which is really seeing what people are doing wrong in terms of the like the little mistakes that they can do right, the, you know, emotional intelligence, communication, presentation, all of those pieces, um, and then taking that and helping people as fast as I can to get to where they'd like to be. There's another one of those firsts after, you know, five years of doing this. I don't think I've ever heard somebody describe kind of their business as helping others discover what they're doing wrong. I mean, what a what a clear message. And I I want to go back to the first, like one of your first clients. How would you walk in or walk up to an exec and say, oh, by the way, I don't like the suit you're wearing. And for $1,500, I will help you look better. You know, how did you? Yeah, just like that. that. <laughs> like. You know, it started at $30 an hour. This is 20 plus years ago. And I just, I worked for free for a long time. I wanted to ensure that I knew what I was doing and that I added value. And then all of a sudden uh, I had clients saying, Hey, you should charge this. I had really powerful women, um, I guess, business-wise and just personality-wise 
who would say, this is not going to be a good moment for me, but you need to charge more. So just the hourly rate kept going and then finally into packages. But uh, truly, I would just, that's how I am. I'm really direct. I think once you've been through some fires in life, you want to cut out that inefficiency of time. So the idea is I love you. I want to help you, but you look terrible and we need to fix that. And it really is stopping you from the board seat you want, the C-suite that you want, uh, the the promotion laterally or financially, whichever one uh, you're going for both. You're missing opportunity because people look at you and Harvard, uh, Harvard Med with Massachusetts General Hospital actually did a study together that said within two seconds, people discern whether you're trustworthy or not, mm. essentially. Wow. Um, image matters. And I believe we're fearfully and wonderfully made. I don't think that, you know, I've never said to somebody, hey, I think you, your appearance, your the way that you were created is wrong. Never. I, I always say I want to bring out, I want you to be your, your best, mm. to look your best, have the great, the best image on your worst day. Um, so that's how it started. Like, Hey, your pants are too big, fix it. They can change a lot of things. If you're in the financial world and you're a personal, you know, if you're a money guy, if you're a financial planner and you're wearing outfit, that's too big. I'm over here to say, Hey, details matter. Yep. Yeah. That, that's, that's certainly sending a loud and clear message that you probably, your title is probably bigger than your ability to deliver. You got it. Yeah. I'm, I'm curious. It's so many things that we, that we, you know, are, are trying to market are, they have a really simple, you know, like ROI to determine. I mean, mm-hmm. branding seems like, like personal branding seems like a very difficult thing to quantify, you know, like mm. if you're telling me you want that board seat, you want this, you want to be able to speak in front of thousands, you want to, you know, really show authority or whatever. To me, those are somewhat ethereal. Yeah. How do you, how do you really drill down and say, okay, this I can really show you value here. Is it case studies? Is it you know bringing in examples of people that were similar to them that you've worked with? How do you kind of like what is what's the elevator pitch? Yeah, I mean it really depends upon what is wrong. What are you doing wrong? Some people have an amazing image, but they have they lack emotional intelligence. They think they do, but they don't. Most people actually think they do, but they don't. And then some people present really well. Uh, but lack the ability to communicate personally and to bond and to have a relational moment. Uh, so, and, and then, you know, part of personal branding is social media. So it depends on what part you are doing well and the other part that you're not. And uh, there are studies, you know, in, inside of the book that I wrote, and then you can Google this too, like, uh, do you make more money if you have higher emotional intelligence? Absolutely, 100% yes. Uh, do you make more money if your image uh, presents a professional appearance, even if your dress code is jeans. Uh, yes. Uh, do you give? Do you have more opportunity if you have self awareness? Yes. So all of these pieces are backed really by studies. You know, and part of brand is leadership. Are you a leader? I have so many clients. I would ask, Do you think you're a leader? And they'd say, Yeah, of course. And then I'd ask their team, and they'd go, I wouldn't follow this person out of a paper bag. They're a positional leader. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't know what they're doing, but I have to because it's just a position and yeah. that's their title. So brand is so many pieces uh, and one of those pieces that's out of sync will stop you and so the you know I like I'm always like how do you develop an unstoppable brand all of those pieces have to be working in sync so it really just depends I mean if someone typically it's the EI piece I would say um, that hits people the most and then the other one you know brings me sorrow a little bit is the storytelling everybody has a story to tell 
most people don't know how to tell their story and other people don't know how to develop their stories. And so they miss opportunity because they think people know who they are and they actually don't. So the the sell is it depends on what you're missing. And then it's pretty easy to say, hey, here's here's the problem. So it's interesting that that the people that you would probably quickly discern have the lowest emotional intelligence are probably the ones that don't recognize that. You so got it. How do you I mean, is that something you can change? Can you teach that? Can you coach it? Is it is it some you know, are you just born with this lack of awareness that, you know, you're just destined to walk through life, you know, bumping into social faux pas? I mean, what's the how do you, yeah. how do you coach me out of that? Sure. I mean, I've always said it's a muscle that you can grow. So just like working out, you can work on it. It, it really takes intentionality, though. It really does. And it takes somebody who isn't fluffy to coach you through it. In particular, if you think you have it and you really don't and you want to argue about it, it takes a coach who is willing to say, you know, work with me or not, you're, you're going to eventually fail. If you don't have a yeah, you're going to fail. And you, by failure, I mean, you won't get to where you are, you know, you won't reach your purpose. The mm-hmm. pin, like the pinnacle of success is out of your reach because EI is really how you, one of the biggest reasons you get there. So uh, you need a coach who will say, hey, that's what you're doing wrong. Here are the pieces. And then really it's just building a plan. What part of it are you missing? You know, emotional intelligence has quite a few pillars underneath it. EI is just, I know how I feel. I think I know how you feel. I'm trying to, to judge and grasp how you're feeling. I'm trying to bond with you at the same time and then deliver stories that I think you'll like. And you're such a great interviewer. You're so easy to talk to. So I'm like, okay, we're bonding here. How else can I bond? All these things are going through my head at the same time. But underneath that is self-awareness too. You have to be self-aware and most people aren't. So really watching somebody at work. If you've ever seen the movie Hitch with Will Smith, I've done that quite a bit. Um, actually going to work, watching the interaction that somebody has and then going, that's, that's where you're missing it. Ah, you missed that signal or, uh, why didn't you engage there? What was the problem there? Why don't you engage? Or are you just too good to engage? I mean, I'm very direct. Um, I, I love everyone I work with, but I also have, I'm just, I'm right there with you. And I'm like, that was terrible. That was great. That was horrible. That was wonderful. Um, it takes a, a very direct coach. I think a lot of people will spend a lot of money going in circles because people try to be fluffy when they give advice. Mm-hmm. And I think you need someone who's just going to cut right to the chase. I, I think the license plate on your car should ha- have the word fluffy with a big red circle on it and a red line through it because nothing about you strikes me as fluffy. <laughs> there it is. And but but I think you know you can you can you can speak hard truths of grace too and and with with yes. an intentionality to to help you you know behind that matter of fact I think that you're not doing people any favors if you're not willing to to give them hard truths with yeah. some compassion you know wrapped in compassion but yes truth uh, and grace wins every time no no question no no doubt. matter of fact if you if you hire a coach and you don't want the coach to be honest with you you're probably mm-hmm. wasting your money. Yes. You know, and, and certainly wasting your time and wasting their time as well. But I, um, I, I'm curious, I've got a little bit of a theory about the genetic disposition of people that start their own, you know, company that I, I think the people I've talked to, I, I personally believe that there is a kind of a genetic disposition to want to own Mm -hmm. your own thing. Now I've, you know, it's the nature versus nurture thing. It's the whole argument, you know, people say, no, you can learn, learn that, or you, you know, you can just be good at leading or whatever. What do you think? There's no wrong answer here. (laughs) 
Gosh, you know, I, it was both, I think, for myself. I, I think it's a, uh, more that I don't really know how to answer this other than everybody in my family was an entrepreneur. I couldn't imagine working for someone. And I think the, the I think that DNA plays a role. I, I'm Serbian by nature. And I think Serbs are um, headstrong, stubborn, uh, very direct, very warring people. Um We'd rather fight than flight for sure. And I think those are the pieces that an entrepreneur has to have uh, within them. And to be a successful business owner, you have to be able to get in the battle, uh, know that it's hot and enjoy it while you're there. And I think that uh, I, I, I've often said this, I thank God for be, allowing me to be born into the family I was born into. And every family has issues, Lord knows, and mine, mine included times a thousand, but um I think that my heritage allows me to fight battles that some uh, sometimes I think other people won't. So I do, I really do think it's both. So purpose met with DNA, met with all the things. I think that's exactly right. Being an entrepreneur is hard. So you have to be willing to to pick up the sword. So let me, I try to write this really quickly because it was so clever when I heard you say it just a second ago. So I wrote in like, you have to be able to get in the battle, know when it's hot and enjoy it while it's there. Is that, did I get those three right? Yes. Enjoy it while you're there. Yeah. <laughs> so tell, okay. So a lot of our listeners are people that are sitting in cubes or they're contemplating, you know, stepping out and doing their own thing, or they just started. And I know yeah. we're, we're all emotive and emotional creatures. So how do you, if you're speaking directly to people, how do you, um, how would you coach them to not take things personally? Don't take rejection personally. Don't take pushback. Don't take criticism. Don't, I mean, how, how have you dealt with that? I mean, I'm sure you've gotten it. So how, how have you dealt with that? Yeah, ton. Um, I think, so I've been through enough fires in life and one in particular where I feel like I'm still smoking sometimes. And when those things happen to you, you realize who you are pretty quickly. Um, I make every decision based upon a core value set. I know I have a purpose um, and I know that not everybody's going to like me and I'm really okay with that. Uh, And that's all right. You know, I'm not as humans, as entrepreneurs, as a business owner, I am not meant to serve everybody. Mm -hmm. That's why everybody has a specific gift. My gifting is not for the faint of heart. If you want to get better and you can hear it, let's do it. If you are, if you want a coach that goes around in 80 circles, eight different times, and then tries to get to the point because they're worried about your feelings, not me. And it's okay because there are people who do that. So um, I I don't mind what people think. I don't care anymore because the fires in my life have been so hot that I know who I am. Um, and I make every decision through a filter of faith first. And I know that if I'm getting that part right, the rest really doesn't matter. I'm a big fan of obedience and surrendering to my faith and to 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 the Lord. Um, and so when I do that, I know that no matter what else happens, I'm fine. And as long as I'm getting that right, it's just really okay. I think a lot of people are afraid um, to be themselves. And I want my 90-year-old self to, to thank my 40-something-year-old self. Mm. I want my 90-year-old self be, to say, great job. I'm so glad you took that risk. And who cares if those 80 people didn't like you, those 180 did. Yeah. Um, it takes a long time to get there, but you know, eventually you do. So if, if I want to build my own personal framework, that, like you just described, you said everything I run through the filter, how do you yeah. start, how do you start, speak to, speak to those that are on the call that are, you know, 
would-be founder someday or would-be startup, you know, side giggers, whatever it is. How do you, how would they create their own framework? Yeah, it's typically the uh, what people don't want to do. The first part about building a brand is your core values, 100%. And most people don't want to do it because it's boring and it takes time. And it's not the fun part where you get to learn about emotional intelligence or learn how to post on LinkedIn or how to market yourself or storytell. That's kind of the fun part. You can even go to leadership conference. That's great. Learn how to communicate. But the first thing you have to do is really discern those three to five key words that define you in all circumstances. Again, regardless of where you are. So three words, descriptors, and faith is mine, excellence, integrity is big for me, and I choose it because um, someone very close to me did not have integrity, made a massive mistake, and I understand the 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 torrent and hurricane that comes after that. Mm -hmm. So every word that you choose must have a meaning for you, and it must define you who you are truly from the inside out. So if I'm making a decision for my children or for work, it's the same value set, always. Does it have integrity? Does it honor who I, does it honor the Lord for me? That's my faith. Um, am I doing this with excellence? And even if I'm exhausted, um, on my best day, I'm not exhausted. And so the filter is I'm going to do it with excellence like I would on my best day versus today where I'm just like I'm tired or I'm frustrated or I'm at whatever. So those act as a filter. And if you imagine like the air filter you get from Home Depot or whatever you put in your wall, um, a lot of people's filters are clouded with words and I have three and that's it. And everything I do is out of that. Um, do I spend time with my husband today or do I you know, spend time with someone for work today on a Saturday and I'm going, okay, what do I have to do first? I have to honor these values. I have to honor that set. And I never veer. The second I veer is the second I start getting off the path of my own purpose. And every company has that too. Southwest has done a great job, even though they had a glitch, they're going to come back. They have a strong brand. Chick-fil-A does this really, really well. JP Morgan seems to do this really well. Bank of America has gone like this over the years, up and down but pretty much the same value set. And they always come back to the same thing. So whether you're a company or a human, that's step one. If you miss that, you're kind of sunk. Nothing else matters. Yeah. Yeah. That, I mean, that's such a great descriptor. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking of places like, like maybe Disney, you know, might be an example of, of veering off of their kind of true North, you know, and, and seeing the ramifications of that. But um, I, I love the, I love the analogy of the, the metaphor of the filter, you know, the, the filter in your house that gets clogged up. With, with just dust but you said too many words and then you know, yeah make it simple keep it simple stupid you know what are those yeah. three words that you can you can always call on you know to run everything through and it's it seems a little similar and i don't want to put words in your mouth it seems a little bit it's not you're you're not niching down and what you're offering you're actually niching down and and what you're trying to achieve and and how you're trying to describe who you want to be yeah. You know, it's oh, 100%. Clear, narrow channel there. But, and then that also would help you decide who you're going to serve, you know, as a result yes. of that. So, what, totally. what is through the, the, like, if you're mentoring, like, you know, you've done this for a while, you've, you've had some, you know, hard knocks along the, the road of education here. So, if, what are one or two things that really stick out that you think would be helpful to somebody that's a little further behind you on the journey that, that you think are just really key, regardless of what industry? Sure, like on the entrepreneurial journey, you mean? Yeah, yes, yeah. Yeah, yeah uh, just do it. You know, so many people want to plan. You just need to go. It, it, there really isn't 
a tried and true way of getting where, where you want to go to. I've had, I've been humbled. I have the privilege of being around uh, what people who would, people who would say are the most successful, some of them on earth. Uh, and it's the same exact thing, whether they're an executive or a business owner, you just have to try it. I'm a big fan of fail fast. Mm -hmm. And I'm a big fan Fall of higher, fast, higher, yeah. faster. Yes. Mm -hmm. Oh, 100%. Uh, I think most people are just so fearful about what others think. And as an entrepreneur and or building your brand or both, uh, being worried about what other people think is poison that most people fall into. And once you eat that poisoned apple, it is so hard to get out of it. So knowing who you are, that's why core values are so important. I mean, I, someone can walk up to me and be like, I think you're the worst ever. Um, and I think your advice and your book, are they, they're terrible. And I would say... I would think two things. First one, do I know you and have I done anything to hurt you or hurt your feelings or anything? And if that's not the case, I go, okay. It doesn't, you know, it it, it just kind of bounces off. And in the past it wouldn't, but, uh, and I'd be so much further ahead now if I had, if I hadn't let it when I was younger. So truly knowing who you are is the key. It's the key to all things. And as you build a strong brand, People, you're going to have a naysayer. You're going to have a thousand naysayers. You're going to have people who say you shouldn't do that. You shouldn't do that. Um, that fear is truly, um, that's your regret. That's your 85 year old self. That's your regret. So no fear, know who you are um, and who cares what people think. Most people don't even know it. Most people don't even know their head from their feet. Who cares what anyone thinks? Yeah. And if they haven't built brand equity with you and given you a reason to know that they're worth listening to, mm -hmm. who cares? Yeah. Um, most people are just so freaking afraid of sharing who they are in particular in companies. And I'm like, you should have been so far up. You know, there was a man I worked with. He should have been an SVP, uh, years before we got together. And I kept looking around, like, am I missing something? This guy should be the SVP. Like I looked at the CEO, I looked at the COO and I, this is the guy, like, what are you, this is nuts. Uh, don't, I don't get it. I think everyone's nuts. And so I thought, well, shoot, you're probably wrong. No, I was totally right. He should have been SVP years back. Um, he hadn't shared his story. He was too afraid to walk down the hallway, um, truly, literally walk down the hallway um, and, and talk to the CEO and just say, here's what I think. Here are the things I'm working on. And I'm going, Years, years of missing out on almost double the pay that you had been getting, years of saving, years of um, just success that you missed out on because you're so afraid of what others might say, jump in. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, no fear. I, I love the way you described that. And and especially the very one of the very first things you said was like, if somebody comes up to me and has, a, has an issue with me, I mean, I love the fact that you, you take that second and say, you know, instead of just blowing it off, you go, is there something that I've done to offend them that I need to make right first? But then it's really simple to say, you know what? Opinions are cheap. You know, if you had, if you don't have a track record, why am I listening to you? Yeah. You, know, you, you got, what are you bringing to the table other than negativity, you know, so to speak? Oh, yeah. Um, it's, it's interesting. There's a, I, I lead a team, my day gig. And one thing that I keep reminding them is I, when you hear feedback, especially negative feedback, consider it, Take on board what what needs to be considered, and we, we need to adapt to, and let the rest of it literally just go out the other ear. You know, I mean, it's, this is not a personal attack. Don't don't receive it as such. And you know, how do you mm -hmm. how do you you know have that emotional strength to be able to you know to kind of hear that noise and consider what what's in it that's valid, and then let everything else just kind of fall by the wayside. 
And it sounds like yeah. you've virtually perfected that process over the years. I'm getting there. You know, I often say that my kids are the only ones who can hurt my feelings, but you know, every once in a while one slips in for sure. But <laughs> yeah, it's hard. It's hard, but it's the one place that I try to stay pretty steady mm. uh, because it's such a waste of time. Yeah, It's such a waste of time to worry about what other people think. And at the end of the day, worry is, um, worry is a steal uh, is a thief of yes. efficiency time and sanity really. Mm. Um, and so if you haven't done anything wrong, again, if you're, if you're out there hustling, someone's going to hate you. So if you're, no one does, there's probably, probably not hustling. That's kind of the, the where I land most of the time. <laughs> what a way to wrap us up today. Um, I, I, uh, as, as we close, I mean, is there anything that we haven't touched on just anything you would like to just share that, that, uh, you think would be of value to our audience. I mean, there's one thing that I ask you to share really early in the pro in, before we hit the record button that I, I would love for you to talk about, about, you know, your geographic location, but, uh, anything else you want to share and then maybe just tell people where the best place to find out more about Mila. Yeah. I mean, I think the, the only piece that I have to share is if you want to leave a legacy, you need to build your brand. And it isn't one of those fake things that, you know, is inauthentic and it's overused. The word authentic is overused, but you really need to share with people who you are. Don't be afraid to do it. Um, don't allow fear to steal your purpose. That's truly, I think, more than anything else. What I've seen over the past 15 years in particular, so many people deserve to be in such different places, but fear stopped them. So don't allow that to happen. You can find me, gosh, just social media, LinkedIn. Um, you know, I wrote a book. You, that's the steps to branding. You can find all of it in there as well. Um, yeah, and I'm and I and I know I'm in Nashville, and so we wanted to talk a little bit about a little bit about Nash Vegas. Um, <laughs> Nash Vegas, I love it. Nash Vegas. Yeah, you and know, and just uh, hard to make money yeah. there. I hear. I mean, if you're an entrepreneur. And you're not making money in Nashville, you gotta quit. This is it. This is it. This is what I asked her right, right as we started talking. She she said that. And then I think there was also kind of a, a yeah, hand on, yeah, lean on this, like you, you just gotta quit. Yeah. <laughs> that is exactly right. You're you are so destined true. to do something else. <laughs> yes, that's right. This city, man. Oh, this city is booming. I mean, truly, if you can't, if you can't figure it out here, you need to think of a different business. There's no question. It is absolutely. Well, we will make sure all of the uh, connection points are in the show notes. Mila, thank you again for, for taking time today. And I know you're, you've got a busy schedule. And I really appreciate you taking time and just, just the joy of being able to spend a half hour with you and just uh, you put a smile on my face and, and just literally hearing your story and hearing the depth of, you know, experience that you bring to the table and are just it's just not wasted i mean nothing in your your economy is wasted and you're putting everything in practice today and, and kind of building on that and and really just doing what the the theme of this show is just doing your part to help all boats rise in a rising tide mila have a great week thank you so much we hope you heard some great takeaways make sure you follow up with our guests today and show them the support they deserve as always, thank you for listening and playing your part in helping all boats rise in a rising tide.